to The Daily Buzz. It's Wednesday, and I'm your host, Kim Bohorquez. Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson has put pressure on the Salt Lake County Council to pass a measure that would prohibit mining and mineral extraction in the Wasatch Foothills and Canyons Overlay Zone. In a statement, Wilson said, and I quote, Our Wasatch Canyons are vital to county residents' quality of life, and we must fight to protect them, end quote. Tribune reporter Brian Mathley has been covering the mining story along the Wasatch Front and has a new story out this morning. You can find it on our website at sltrib.com. The Church of Latter-day Saints has amassed 1.7 million acres of land, valued at $16 billion. That's according to data released by the Truth and Transparency Foundation, formerly known as Mormon Leaks. Managing editor Grant Burningham talks to Tribune reporter Tony Semerad about how the church became the nation's fifth largest private landowner. So a new database shows the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints massive real estate holdings. Here to talk to us about the database and where it came from is Tony Simerad from the Salt Lake Tribune. Tony, thank you for talking to us. Hey, my pleasure. So what do we learn about the church from this database? What this turns out to be is a kind of a lowball estimate based on a, a computer-driven search of all U.S. county property records. Um, it's turned up about uh, roughly 16,000 uh, uh, properties that are linked to commonly known companies that own real estate um, that are in turn owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Just with this partial glimpse, and we know that this database is a partial glimpse, it nonetheless yields a pretty stunning picture of what the church owns nationwide. It's ubiquitous, you know, spread in virtually every uh, major metropolitan area, rural areas across the country. Uh, you know, some of these are, are quite lucrative holdings, whether they're multi-million dollar office or residential apartment towers in urban areas or truly vast farmlands that the church owns in at least four or five different states. And by vast, I mean tens of thousands of contiguous acres of cattle ranching properties or pasture, uh, um, um, these sorts of things. This group, Tr Truth and Transparency Foundation, they've long been uh, devoted to what they call religious accountability and journalism that exposes sometimes uh, secrets that religious organizations don't want people to know. You know, had worked on this for about two years and uh, released it. So there are so many big numbers in here. Portfolio has a value of $11.8 For tax purposes, some people said that that actual value could be as high as $15.8 There's also the fact in here that the church owns 2% of Florida. Yeah, there, there, there are some stunning fine. The total acreage, again, just in this database, comes out to about 1.7 million acres uh, nationwide. And, and that particular measure of acreage would rank the church as maybe the fourth or fifth largest private landowner in the country. There's an interesting magazine called The Land Report that tracks holdings by wealthy families, and that's where it would rate there. Now, uh, you know, again, that's accepting the 1.7 million acre figure, and that's bound to be low. Largely with the ownership of two truly immense farm operations in Florida, one south of Orlando and another one up in the panhandle, both kind of in the tens to hundreds of thousands of acres. They're probably well above 2% of the ownership of the, of the land in, in Florida. By some estimates, it could be as 
as high of high as three. And what's fascinating about those uh, the the Florida properties is both in, in both those examples. Those are owned and operated by the church. They're they're. What do we know about the group that released this, and where did they find this data? The Truth and Transparency Foundation's been around since. 2016, roughly. And they've been a group that busted into the headlines a couple of times with some major kind of document leaks, some associated with, with the LDS church. And the one that sticks in my mind is was this sort of bubble map of church, quote unquote, people on the church's enemy list that was purportedly circulated in top leadership meetings. Anyway, they Truth and Transparency, um, led by the co-founders, Ryan McKnight and Ethan Dodge had, you know, done journalism built around some of these document leaks and and they brought to light allegations of sexual abuse and other kind of interesting aspects of church church policy, you know, largely built on documents that have been leaked to them. This project was different. This is one that they initiated themselves. They bought kind of entry-level access to a commercial real estate database service that lets you do these kind of high-end searches on vast, you know, sort of reserves of, of, uh, of data, as it were. And they had gone in and, and done some um, initial searches and kind of got thrown off their game by pandemic disruptions and a couple of personal issues that had, had come up from them. But they continue to work on this. Uh, they, they grabbed this initial data in early 2020 and have been kind of refining it and you know, honestly, trying to poke holes in it and d- done a number of audits to try to confirm its 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 veracity. Subsequent to to all of this, in a completely unrelated manner, they've been sued and and lost in court and have a bunch of legal bills and other other reasons that are leading them to shut down. And so, it turns out that this big database release today was was their last news splash. They're going a different direction now and closing the organization down. Really quick, Tony, what was the church's response to this? First of all, no, you know, nobody that's nobody that's paying attention to a pioneer era church built on buying land and building Zion should be surprised at these large tracts of land that they own, although the numbers are really staggering. The church portrays this as a natural outgrowth of of a lot of the the things it does naturally as a as a world faith you know the it's part of their welfare and humanitarian mission and and moreover it sort of fits this pattern of you know stewardship on behalf of church members in terms of taking care of the church's financial assets and that legacy that will be will be passed on to other generations so largely you know they view it as fulfilling their religious mission okay tony simmered thank you so much for talking to us and you can read the report on sltrib.com Thanks, Tony. In a story published this morning, Tribune reporter Courtney Tanner looks into the findings of a recent report that outlines the bullying 10-year-old Izzy Tuchner encountered at Davis School District before she died by suicide last November. Independent investigators hired by the district found Izzy's school fostered an atmosphere in which bullying went, and I quote, underreported, uninvestigated, and unaddressed, end quote. In one incident, according to the report, One teacher told Izzy in front of her classmates that she needed to take a shower because she smelled. Ultimately, investigators concluded that while educators and staff at the school acted inappropriately towards Izzy, they said they did not have enough evidence to support claims by her mother that she was bullied because she was Black and autistic. And finally, 
After a bout of spring snow, the weather in northern Utah is set to get a little sunnier in the next few days, although it may stay chilly. That's it for today's segment for The Daily Buzz. You can find new episodes of the podcast on your favorite streaming platform. I'd like to thank the Tribunes, Shoal Cardenas, for editing the podcast, and Salt Lake City Band, The Pelicans, for producing our music. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow.